Blog Talk Radio. to PGN, Prophetic Grace Network. This is the live Internet broadcast of Secrets Revealed. Understand the book of Revelation from start to finish. Today we're talking about the seven plagues prophecy in the book of Revelation. It appears in chapters 15 and 16. The seven plagues are the seven last plagues, the seven final plagues. Seven final plagues are plagues that appear after the second coming of Jesus Christ. Let's go to Habakkuk to get a preview to help us understand the timing. So we've been talking about the timing of the seven last plagues on every program in January of 2024. And I want to take us to... Habakkuk chapter 3, verse 5, where it says, talking about Jesus Christ, pestilence marches before him, plague follows close behind. When we look at the 12 prophecies in the book of Revelation, we're looking at John's written report. In other words, he wrote down everything he saw and heard as he watched 12 documentaries in heaven that were shown to him by an angel of the Lord, tasked by Jesus Christ with showing John events that are soon to come, in-time events. So in Chapter 4, he talks about how he was called up to heaven. He gives us a report of what he saw in heaven, and then he begins to describe. He put pen to paper, if you will, And we see the results of that in chapters 5, 6, 7, 8, all the way until verse 5 of 22. It's him writing down everything he saw and heard. So the angel of the Lord showed him documentary number 1 and then number 2 and number 3 and number 4. And when we get to documentary number 7, the seven plagues prophecy, It's the Seven Plagues documentary. Now that he's written it down, we refer to it as a prophecy or statement of prophecy. But it's including, it includes reports of future realities. So these prophecies don't reflect predictions by uh, scientists or theologians. They predict. Uh, They include, uh, again, not predictions, but reports of actual events that are going to happen in the future for sure. God knows the end from the beginning, and he created these documentaries, and Jesus tasked the angel of the Lord with showing John the Revelator, these visions that were external to himself. That's why we can refer to them as documentaries, but they're not visions that he caused himself to have or visions reflecting fictitious events, 
but visions about realities, soon coming realities. So when we look at Chapter 14, there are two documentaries in Chapter 14, the 144,000 First Fruits documentary and then the Earth Reap documentary. Now, what about timing? Documentary number six, the Earth Reap documentary, includes a report of the first resurrection. That's the marriage of the Lamb. That's the second coming of Jesus Christ. The first thing that Jesus will do when he returns, as described in chapter 14, beginning with verse 6 until the end, he is going to harvest the earth. And every person who is here on the earth and in Christ will participate in the marriage of the Lamb, which, of course, includes those who are in heaven in Christ as well as those who are in Christ on the present earth. But it talks about those who are here on the present earth at the time of the second coming after the Great Tribulation. Now, when we go to Habakkuk, Habakkuk has three chapters. It's one of the book of uh, books of the Minor Prophets, and Chapter One talks about the strength of God. Chapter Two is a vision about the end. In other words, uh, the end of the government of men, the end of the the beginning of the end of this age, and then Chapter Three talks about His actual second coming. The coming day, what day? The uh, the day that Jesus Christ will return. And in Habakkuk chapter 3, verse 5, it says, Pestilence marches before him, plague follows close behind. So I share that with you because that is another place in Scripture that confirms that the seven last plagues, Follow the return of Jesus Christ. Let me say that again. I see in the book of Revelation with chapters 14, 15, and 16 that the seven final plagues, the seven last plagues, happen after the first resurrection. And we have confirmation of that in in Habakkuk chapter 3, verse 5. In Habakkuk chapter 3, verse 14, we hear about how the Antichrist is going to be easily destroyed um, at the Battle of Armageddon. And in Habakkuk uh, verse 13 of chapter 3, how the armies of the Antichrist will be destroyed. So what are we talking about here? We're going to hear the seven final plagues and placing them, our timeline of end times events, how do we make sense of it? It's the information that's here for us in Revelation chapters 14, 15, and 16. You can see the timing of it there, and you can go to Habakkuk chapter 3, verse 5, to get confirmation of that timing. Now that we've done that, let us go together to the seven plagues prophecy, Revelation chapters 15 and 16. I'm going to share them now. In Revelation chapter 15... We hear about what John sees 
after the first resurrection, um, talking about what is happening in heaven after the first resurrection. And then in chapter 16, we hear about what happens on earth after the first resurrection. So let's start with uh, the beginning, chapter 15, the first half of the seven plagues prophecy. John the Revelator says to us, this is after the first resurrection, he says, Then I saw in heaven another marvelous event of great significance. Seven angels were holding the seven last plagues, which would bring God's wrath to completion. I saw before me what seemed to be a glass sea mixed with fire. And on it stood all the people who had been victorious over the beast and his statue and the number representing his name. They were all holding harps that God had given them. And they were singing the song of Moses, the servant of God, in the song of the Lamb. Great and marvelous are your works, O Lord God, the Almighty. Just and true are your ways, O King of the nations. Who will not fear you, Lord, and glorify your name? For you alone are holy. All nations will come and worship before you. For your righteous deeds have been revealed. Then I looked and saw that the Temple in heaven, God's tabernacle, was thrown wide open. The seven angels who were holding the seven plagues came out of the temple. They were clothed in spotless white linen with gold sashes across their chests. Then one of the four living beings handed each of the seven angels a gold bowl filled with the wrath of God, who lives forever and ever. The temple was filled with smoke from God's glory and power. No one could enter the temple until the seven angels had completed pouring out the seven plagues. Revelation chapter 16. This is the second half of the seven plagues prophecy. Then I heard a mighty voice from the temple say to the seven angels, Go your ways and pour out on the earth the seven bowls containing God's wrath. So you can see here we're no longer in heaven. In other words, in chapter 15, there's a report of the events in heaven after the first resurrection. And in chapter 16, we're now hearing about the events on earth after the first resurrection. Okay, let's begin again with verse 1 of chapter 16. Then I heard a mighty voice from the temple saying to the seven angels, Go your ways and pour out on the earth the seven bowls containing God's wrath. So the first angel left the temple and poured out his bowl on the earth. And horrible, malignant sores broke out on everyone who had the mark of the beast and who worshipped his statue. Then the second angel poured out his bowl on the sea, and it became like the blood of a corpse. And everything in the sea died. Then the third angel poured out his bowl on the rivers and springs, and they became blood. And I heard the angel who had authority over all water saying, You are just, O Holy One, who is and who always was, because you have sent these judgments. Since they have shed the blood of your holy people and your prophets, you have given them blood to drink. It is their just reward. And I heard a voice from the altar saying, Yes, O Lord God, the Almighty, your judgments are true and just. Then 
the fourth angel poured out his bowl on the sun, causing it to scorch everyone with its fire. Everyone was burned by this blast of heat, and they cursed the name of God who had control over all these plagues. They did not repent of their sins and turn to God and give him glory. Then the fifth angel poured out his bowl on the throne of the beast, and his kingdom was plunged into darkness. His subjects ground their teeth in anguish, and they cursed the God of heaven for their pains and sores, but they did not repent of their evil deeds and turn to God. Then the sixth angel poured out his bowl on the great Euphrates River, and it dried up so that the kings from the east could march their armies toward the west without hindrance. And I saw three evil spirits that looked like frogs leap from the mouths of the dragon, the beast, and the false prophet. They are demonic spirits who work miracles and go out to all the rules and go out to all the rulers of the world to gather them for battle against the Lord on that great judgment day of God the Almighty. Look, I will come as unexpectedly as a thief. Blessed are all who are watching for me, who keep their clothing ready so they will not have to walk around naked and ashamed. And the demonic spirits gathered all the rulers and their armies to a place with the Hebrew name Armageddon. The seventh angel poured out his bowl into the air, and a mighty shout came from the throne in the temple, saying, It is finished. Then the thunder crashed and rolled, and lightning flashed, and a great earthquake struck, the worst since people were placed on the earth. The great city of Babylon split into three sections, and the cities of many nations fell into heaps of rubble. So God remembered all of Babylon's sins, and he made her drink the cup that was filled with the wine of his fierce wrath. And every island disappeared, and all the mountains were leveled. There was a terrible hailstorm, and hailstones, weighing as much as 75 pounds, fell from the sky onto the people below. They cursed God because of the terrible plague of the hailstorm. That is the Seven Last Plagues documentary, the Seven Plagues prophecy in its entirety and what that means what that means is that uh, the seven last plagues the seven last plagues are plagues that happen after the first resurrection chapter 15 tells us about the events in heaven immediately after the first resurrection. So the first resurrection is the same thing that we are talking about when we talk about the rapture. Uh, we also use the language, the marriage of the lamb. So whenever we say the rapture, the first resurrection, the marriage of the lamb, uh, we're talking about the same thing. The marriage of the Lamb, that language is used to communicate the reality that when Jesus Christ has his forever family in the flesh, 
in the forever flesh. What's the forever flesh? That's the incorruptible body that every believer puts on at the time of the first resurrection. That's the peak performance body, the glorified body, the perfected body. In Revelation chapter 1, we're told that Jesus Christ is the firstborn of the dead, but he's not the last. Right? So everyone's going to put on a body. Everyone whose name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life, let me say that again, everyone who's a part of the God's royal race, everyone who is a part of God's forever family, everyone who's going to participate in the marriage of the Lamb is going to put on a body just like the one Jesus currently uh, inhabits. That's his promise. That's the body that will... Uh, equip us for eternal life on not only this present earth during the millennial reign, but also on the new earth that is to come. So in Revelation chapter 14, the earth reap prophecy, we have a report of the first resurrection and a snapshot of events that happen after. In Revelation 15 and 16, Chapters 15 and 16, in chapter, we have two things. In Revelation 15, we have a report of the sea of glass. That's the shiny sea, uh, shiny sea of glass in heaven. So the events in heaven after the first resurrection. And then in chapter 16, we have the events on the earth. Now, importantly, I believe when we examine Revelation chapter 16, we see that members of the royal race, in other words, all who have participated in the marriage of the Lamb, in the first resurrection, are not here on the earth during the seven final plagues. You might say research scientists uh, or Nicole, I I don't see that. Let's go back to Revelation chapter 16. Let's look at those scriptures so you'll know uh, what I mean by that. And I looked for years, for years, for clues about what is happening there with that timing. Are we here for the seven final plagues or are we not? And I didn't see the answer to it. And then a couple of things happened, several scriptures. Again, let's revisit briefly Habakkuk chapter 3. We have, some, uh, we have several scriptures that will show us the reality of that timing. Let's go for a second to some confirming scripture that appears in Habakkuk chapter 3, verse 5. It says, Talking about the coming day, uh, let's go to Habakkuk chapter 3, verse 5. It says, talking about Jesus Christ, pestilence marches before him, plague follows close behind. This is talking about Jesus Christ in Habakkuk chapter 3. And it's talking about in Habakkuk chapter 3, maybe we should go there for a second, uh, for a couple minutes actually, just again, this is very important, the timeline of events, the timeline of events. Uh, so the prophet Habakkuk is telling us about the coming day. What day is that? 
the day of the second coming of Jesus Christ, and he says uh, in in Habakkuk chapter 3, verse 3, I see God moving across the deserts from Edom, the Holy One coming from Mount Paran. His brilliant splendor fills the heavens, and the earth is filled with his praise. Now here it comes, verse 4. His coming is as brilliant as the sun rise. So this is the Lord showing Habakkuk the actual second coming of Jesus Christ. It says, his coming is as brilliant as the sunrise. Rays of light flash from his hands where his awesome power is hidden. Pestilence marches before him. Plague follows close behind. This is a secret right there. It's confirming what we're going to see in Revelation, what we already heard, but we're going to look at it one more time. We're going to look at it again. This confirms that after the second coming of Jesus Christ is when plague follows close behind. And then interestingly, um, in Habakkuk chapter 3, it says, when he stops, the earth shakes. When he looks, the nations tremble. tremble. He shatters the everlasting mountains and levels the eternal hills. So we hear that hills and mountains are leveled with the seven uh, final plagues. Let's go there for uh, let's go there to see what we're talking about. So in Revelation chapter sixteen. Verse twenty it says, And every island disappeared and all the mountains were leveled talking about what one of the events that happens after the seventh angel pours out his uh, bowl into the air. Um, But let's talk again. Our focus is where are believers during the seven final plagues? So I share with you today that in Revelation 14, In the Earth Reap Prophecy, we have a report of the first resurrection, and then there's some snapshots of events after that. But the key thing is the report of how every person on this earth during the second coming of Jesus Christ is going to participate in the first resurrection. And then in Revelation 15, we have a report on what's happening in heaven after the first resurrection. What's happening in heaven? And Revelation 15 begins with talking about, Then I saw in heaven another marvelous event of great significance. Seven angels were holding the seven last plagues. And then in verse 2, I saw before me what seemed to be a glass sea mixed with fire. And on it stood all the people who had been victorious over the beast and his statue and the number representing his name it says all the people who had been victorious not some not the first batch but all so every believer who is here during the great tribulation john the revelator sees us in heaven now you might say wait a minute research scientist i've never heard this i appreciate that i appreciate that Let's look at this together. This is immediately after the first resurrection. John the Revelator sees 
And he says it right here. Then I saw in heaven another marvelous event of great significance. That's what he begins with in verse 1. And then he shares more in verse 2. I saw before me what seemed to be a glass sea mixed with fire, and on it stood all the people who had been victorious over the beast and his statue and the number representing his name. Okay, so take home point. My perception is that when we look at Revelation chapter 15, verses 1 and 2, all of chapter 15, but we can clearly see in verses 1 and 2 that after the first resurrection, all who are in Christ are in heaven for some period of time. Is it half hour? Is it one day? Is it 30 days? I don't know the answer to that question. It's a really good question. I don't know the answer to that question at this time. I'm hoping to find it in Scripture. Um, Let me share with you also about this glassy in heaven. If you are curious to learn more about that, it's also reported in uh, Revelation chapter 4, John's report on heaven. When he's in heaven, he hasn't been shown any of these documentaries yet, but he's just saying, when he arrives in heaven, what does he actually see? And he says in Revelation 4, 6, he tells us he's, he's in a room and he sees a throne and God the Father sitting on the throne. He describes what God the Father looks like to him. Uh, not He doesn't give a physical description of, like, face or a body shape, but uh, in terms of being brilliant. And then he says in Revelation chapter 4, verse 6, in front of the throne, talking about God's throne, in front of the throne was a shiny sea of glass, sparkling like crystal. So this sea of glass is described there. And then in Revelation, uh, we see it again described in Revelation chapter 15, verse 2. So we know that we're where God the Father is and sits on a throne. Now, so... I've shared with you Habakkuk chapter 3, verse 5. Plague follows closely behind, talking about what happens after the second coming of Jesus Christ. We've looked at uh, Revelation chapter 15, verses 1 and 2. Let's look at a third place. So we're really looking at these scriptures closely to get the timing, get clear on the timing of the seven last plagues and where are believers during the seven last plagues, if we look at Revelation 16 and we look at what happens when uh, the plagues are poured out, and this is the first scripture that jumped out to me where I said, Lord, you're showing me the timing of this. Uh, This is the first scripture that alerted me to the reality that the timing of the seven last plagues is revealed in scripture. Revelation 16, verse 8 says, Then the fourth angel poured out his bowl on the sun, causing it to scorch everyone with its fire. Everyone was burned by this blast of heat, and they cursed the name of God, who had control over all these plagues. Now, it says everyone. Everyone means 100%. Some places in the book of Revelation, it says everyone except those whose names are written 
in the Lamb's Book of Life. It says that in some places, but here, talking about what happens when the fourth plague is poured out by the angel of the Lord, it says everyone. That means 100%. And they're scorched by uh, the heat of the, of the fire of the sun. So believers are not scorched by the sun. And believers do not curse God because of the plague and refuse to repent of our sins. No, we don't do that. Those are the unbelievers who do that. So it says everyone that's communicating the reality that everyone on the this present earth, during the seven last plagues, everyone is an individual who failed to participate in the first resurrection. Their feet did not rise up to meet Jesus Christ in the clouds at the time of his second coming, and therefore they endure the plague that follows close behind, referenced in Habakkuk chapter 3, verse 5. And um, let's see, what else do I want to share? Okay, so we're talking about the seven last plagues and the reality that the timing of the seven last plagues is revealed. I've shared with you uh, three scriptures that I believe confirm the timing of the seven last plagues. What do I mean by the timing? Uh, I mean a couple of things. Number one, the seven last plagues happen after the first resurrection. And uh, I'm also talking about uh, the reality of life for all believers who participate in the first resurrection and where where are believers during the seven last plagues? So there are three places that individuals can be at any point in time, uh, at any point in time until we transition to the new earth. So right now and at the time of the second coming of Jesus Christ and after the second coming of Jesus Christ, there are three locations where individuals can reside. What are those locations? On this present earth, a second location is in present heaven, and a third location is underneath this present earth, in Hades. There are prisons of darkness in Hades. All who have died in Christ uh, are in heaven. All who are, all who have died and were not in Christ are in Hades. They're underneath the earth. So those who have died in Christ are above the earth in a physical location known as present heaven. Those who are underneath the earth died because uh, died in, because they were not in Christ. They're in a prison of darkness. Now, why are they there? They are awaiting another resurrection, not the first one. They're not going to participate in that one. They're going to participate in another resurrection referred to in Revelation chapter 20, verses 4 and 5. And then a third place people can be is on this present earth. 
okay? And we have people who are in Christ and people who are not. So this is uh, this is a hodgepodge, if you will. We have the wheat and the tares. In heaven, we only have the wheat. In Hades, we only have the tares with respect to human beings. But on the earth, we have the wheat and the tares. Let me say that another way. On this present earth, we have those individuals whose names are written in the Lamb's Book of Life and those individuals whose names are not written in the Lamb's Book of Life. In heaven, we have only those individuals whose names are written in the Lamb's Book of Life with respect to human beings. In Hades, we have only, uh, in prisons of darkness, in Hades, we have only those individuals whose names are not written in the Lamb's Book of Life. We could also talk about this in terms of the good fish and the bad fish. So we're told in Matthew the good fish are going to be retained, kept, but the bad fish are going to be thrown out. Who are the bad fish? The bad fish are the tares or the weeds. The bad fish are the goats. The bad fish are those whose names are not written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Where are they? There are only two places. Some of them are with us here on this present earth. Some of the bad fish are in Hades, in prisons of darkness, awaiting another resurrection. They're ultimately going to be thrown out, but not until their case has been heard at the great white throne judgment described in the dead judged prophecy, Revelation chapter 20, verses 11 to 15. So the bad fish are going to be thrown out, but not until their cases are heard, and not before they have gone before God the Father at the great white throne judgment, described in the dead judge prophecy. We can talk about the same uh, reality in terms of the sheep and the goats. So, the sheep, my sheep hear my voice, and another's voice they will not follow. So where are the sheep, those who hear the voice of Jesus Christ and follow it? Who, where are the sheep? So in heaven, when we're talking about human beings, in heaven, only the sheep are there. No, no goats are in heaven, only the sheep. Underneath the earth, in Hades, in prisons of darkness, There are only goats. No sheep are there. The Bible says to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord for those who died in Christ. We can add on, just staying with that, to be absent from the body is to be present in Hades for those who failed to die in Christ. On this present earth, we have combo, hodgepodge. We said earlier the wheat and the tares are here on this present earth, but staying with this uh, metaphor used in Matthew, we have the sheep and the goat. You know, Kirk Franklin had an interesting song where he mixed that up. Did he do it on purpose? I hope not. I don't know. I hope not. So the sheep uh, hear and follow the voice of Jesus Christ, And uh, ultimately, the goats will bow down to 
the lion of the tribe of Judah, uh, to Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is king of all kings and lord of all lords. Um, Okay. So what have we accomplished today? In our time today, we have discussed the reality of the seven last plagues. We looked, we've looked at several scriptures that uh, illuminate the timing of the seven final plagues. We found out that scripture reveals in Habakkuk, in the book of Revelation, that believers will be in the throne room, those who, uh, it, it, we're not told where all believers will be, but those who participated to any extent, believers who are here during the Great Tribulation, that specifically we will no longer be on the present earth. We will be in heaven, in our glorified bodies. Jesus Christ is in his glorified body right now in present heaven. We're going to be in our glorified bodies in present heaven when the seven last plagues are poured out. That is revealed in Revelation chapter 15, verses 1 and 2. And in Revelation 16, we can see that the Bible tells us that when the fourth plague is poured out, 100% of the people on this earth are going to be Scorched by the heat of the sun, they are going to suffer, suffer, suffer. It says everyone, everyone means everyone. So that doesn't mean 98% or 75% or the vast majority uh, or some number. Everyone means 100%. It means all, every person, every human being. So these realities are revealed in the book of Revelation. I want to thank you for being with me and with us today. Uh, We're going to be talking about coming up on Thursday, the seven plagues prophecy. We're going to continue discussion and analysis um, of this prophecy every Thursday and Sunday. We're on uh, Thursdays at 7 p.m., Texas time, that's 8 p.m. Eastern, and on Sundays at 12 noon Texas time, 1 p.m. Eastern, and in the month of January, we're focused on this seven last plagues prophecy. In February, we're going to be talking about the purple and scarlet prophecy, the reality of the destruction of the headquarters for the Harlot Church, the headquarters for the One World Religion that the false prophet, the last pope, is the false prophet. The reality of the destruction of the headquarters for the one world religion that will be used to deceive people all over the world. Millions, millions, multiplied millions, that means billions will be deceived and will give their affections to a false god Uh, due to their connection to the one world religion, which will subsume uh, many false religions in addition to having its own doctrines 
And so we're going to be talking about that, the the reality of the purple and scarlet prophecy, Revelation uh, chapters 17, 18, and verses 1 to 5 of 19. I hope you will be with me and with us for that time in the interim period. In the interim period, please feel free to text in your comments or questions about the book of Revelation. You can do that. Uh, our PGN text number is one two one four. Five zero five eight seven one nine. That's one two one four five zero five eight seven one nine. If you want to call during the live internet broadcast, you can. Our PGN phone number is one three one nine five two seven six zero two seven. Our PGN phone number is one three one nine five two seven six zero two seven. So I want to pray that. Uh, you will consider making time for participation in uh, PGN. PGN has wonderful programming on Mondays, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Thursdays, Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays, usually seven days a week. Uh, Monday through Thursday, we have programs on at 7 p.m. Texas time. That's 8 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, 7 usually to 8.30 or 9 o'clock, an hour and a half to two hours. Uh, Mondays, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. We have uh, Terrence and Tanisha who are on on Wednesdays. Let me see if I can get that schedule so I can share that with you. You can see it at blogtalkradio.com backslash live prophetic. So on Mondays, uh, on Tuesdays, we usually have Deborah on. And we have Terrence and Tanisha on on Wednesdays. And Jeannie's, Jeannie is on uh, usually on Mondays. And uh, I am on, uh, this is Nicole, your Book of Revelation Research Scientist. I am on on Thursdays. We often have Lashoon on on Fridays and Carmen on Saturdays and Angela Joy and sometimes Felicia on, on Sundays. So our Friday, Saturday, and Sunday times uh, are a little bit different. I think on Sundays, normally Angela, Joy, and Felicia come on at 9 p.m. And uh, talking about Friday's uh, programming, Lashoon is normally on, let me get that timing, For you, I think Lashoon is normally on also um, in that same time. So I encourage you to connect to what uh, is happening here on PGN. Now, our our anchor program, our key program on PGN, is it, it comes on Monday through Thursday at 9 p.m. Central Time. That's 10 p.m. Eastern Time. Our anchor program on PGN is Prophet Randy Chandler's Program, you can uh, call to or, or go to the internet. You can listen live um, using your any internet enabled device. You can also use your phone to listen. That phone number is one three one nine five two seven six seven three seven, and that website is blogtalkradio.com forward slash two witnesses the number two. So I hope that you will connect to PGN as often as you can. The Bible says, "Don't forsake, uh, don't forsake 
fellowshipping with other believers, and so it's important to do that as often as you can. It used to be that if we wanted to fellowship with other believers, we had to do that in a physical, uh, we had to be together in a physical space. But today, you can fellowship with believers via phone. Uh, Prophet Randy Chandler referred to it as church by phone. So if you have a regular landline, you can connect to PGN uh, most days of the week, usually seven days of the week, uh, using your telephone, using your telephone. So you can, uh, for all the other shows, one three one nine five two seven. 6027 and then for our anchor program that phone number is 1319-527-6737 so uh, the last three digits are different but you can simply use your telephone if you have the internet or you want to use the internet via your cell phone or your laptop or um, any internet enabled device you can do that too by going to blog talk radio dot com uh, blogtalkradio.com forward slash live prophetic that's for most of our pgm programs but our anchor program uh, blogtalkradio.com forward slash two witnesses that's the number two okay so thank you for being with me and with us today if you haven't done so yet i urge you according to jeremiah 33 3 Call out to God. He promises to show you great and mighty secrets that you do not know. Until next time, friend and truth seeker, God bless you.